Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Hi, welcome back. I'm Willie King, and this is the bigger picture. The Dow closed lower on Wednesday after the Federal Reserve left interest rates unchanged but leaned into a higher for longer rate regime. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 0.2% to 34,440 points. The Nasdaq fell 1.5% to 13,470 points. And the S&P 500 fell 0.9% to 4,400 points. The Federal Reserve kept rates steady and kept its forecast for one more rate hike this year, but signaled a higher for longer rate regime by ringing in the number of rate cuts for next year. So joining us on the line as we unpack all this is Ben Powell, Chief AP. Investment Strategies of BlackRock Investment Institute. Welcome to the show, Ben. Thanks, Willie. Great to be with you. Yeah, so just a note that on top of the FOMC rate decision, the Fed Reserve is set to hold interest rates but points to rates staying higher for longer. And Jerome Powell has also attributed a more hawkish path to recent strength in the economy that threatens to boost inflation. I mean, what's your takeaway on the uh, Fed's interest rate decisions last night? Yeah, so what I thought was interesting, as you say, Willie, they didn't change policy, uh, but they gave us, I think, a clear indication uh, that they're going to stay hawkish. So maybe one more uh, hike to come. That's a close call. Maybe they're done. Maybe one more. But critically, they're going to stay at this higher level uh, for much longer than the many in the market were uh, anticipating. So I think uh, they're still super concerned about inflation. Inflation has come down somewhat, but is still meaningfully above their 2% target. And I think Chair Powell is extremely focused on that. And therefore, he's going to keep rates higher until he feels he's got more on top of inflation. Uh, So we're not quite there yet in terms of uh, moving to a more easing uh, situation. Hmm. And I think there are some implications of this um, holding rates higher for longer. I mean, it has implications on the fixed income market, currencies and the stock market itself. So, I mean, Ben, what's your um, views here? What is BlackRock's Investment Institute views on the stock market and what are you looking at right now? So, so we think this is a great time in particular for income, I guess. You know, clearly uh, we've got an interest rate after not really having had any uh, interest rate, uh, positive interest rate for, uh, for years and years, maybe even a couple of decades. So short-term government bonds we think are particularly attractive right now uh, as a source of income uh, for many people looking to generate income uh, in their uh, portfolios. Uh, on the stock market, uh, uh, we are a little bit cautious, U.S. equities, uh, not so bearish, but a little bit bearish U.S. equities, uh, because we were expecting this. Uh, this has been our view uh, that the Fed would stay higher for longer. This has been our view, the market coming towards that. And of course, uh, the whole point of monetary policy being tight is to slow the economy and to get on top of inflation. That's what it's designed to do, and we think that's what's going to happen. So we expect a landing in the U.S. economy, uh, and that should be a little bit of a headwind for U.S. equities in the 6 to 12 months ahead. I do understand that you are also very interested in looking at Japanese stocks. Um, You know, just to take on a macro point of view here first, you know, you have the Fed Reserve um, holding on to rates right now. What do you make of the Bank of Japan's decision, you know, following after what has happened last night? Yeah, so we got the Bank of Japan uh, tomorrow. It's a very busy week at yeah. Central Bank. <laughs> Japan is tomorrow. Uh, again, we expect them not to do a move. The interest will be in the press conference. And if the governor uh, gives us a sign, Governor Ueda gives us a signal that maybe they will think about uh, moving away from negative rates at some stage. But we're not there yet. So at the moment, Japan has still got an extremely stimulative monetary policy um, that used to be kind of... Uh, 
uh, generally the case. But now uh, with the Fed, the ECB, many other banks having moved to much higher interest rates, Japan is almost unique now with having this ongoing, very, very stimulative uh, monetary policy uh, backdrop. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why we are overweight uh, Japanese equities. That's a market that we like on the six to 12 month horizon. I mean, you, if you see the Nikkei 225, it has actually rebounded from its previous highs in the late 1980s. Share with us, you know, why the interest in Japanese equities today? So I think what's going to happen over the next, let's say, six to 12 months is the story is going to change a little bit in Japan away from the very important monetary stimulus. That's still important. But what I think the market's going to wake up to is more of the domestic corporate reform story Japanese companies being encouraged, uh, strongly encouraged by Japanese authorities to become uh, higher uh, returning companies, better investments for shareholders. Uh, and we're also seeing uh, Japanese savers, we think, uh, with the return of inflation, they're going to have to reallocate some of their seven trillion US dollars of savings that they currently have in cash or cash equivalent into real assets, including equities. So I think Japan, you know, the ongoing macro stimulus is obviously very important, but I think it's going to become a more Japan story, if you like, driven by the combination of corporate reform and domestic Japanese savers reallocating away from uh, low-yielding uh, bank deposits towards real assets, uh, crucially including equities. I think that's going to be how the story evolves in the next, uh, let's say, six to 12 months. Mm. There's always this difference or this slight um, difference here, right, between the business value and the share price or the valuation itself. Maybe you can just talk a bit about the valuations here. I mean, uh, Japanese equities after the recent uh, rally, is it still looking cheap? Yes, we think it's uh, still uh, attractive on a, on a risk premium basis. Uh, what you're talking about there, Willie, is uh, there's a specific desire from Japanese authorities for companies to trade above uh, so-called book value. Mm. This is where a company is earning its cost of capital and is kind of doing the job it should be doing uh, for you as a shareholder. And what we've seen in the last uh, year or so is quite an aggressive change of uh, regulatory uh, incentives Uh, to really, uh, really, really encourage companies to do a better job of earning cost of capital. And that should see uh, a lot of Japanese companies, which still trade at a discount to book value, uh, they should rise over time uh, to trade more at uh, a higher valuation from here. So yeah, equities have done not too bad, but we think there's more to go. And we don't think the valuation at this stage is uh, anyway, anything like off-putting. Mm. I think like what you have pointed out also, more than 40% of Japanese companies still trade below book value and there are also some opportunities where we investors can actually be looking at. So what are some of the risks um, where the market or the investors have to actually watch out for um, when they're actually going in to looking at Japanese equities here? What's your view of the risks? So I think if we see uh, a bit of a landing in the West, as I mentioned, we expect uh, the Fed and other central banks, the ECB and others, to stay uh, hawkish, to stay tight as they try to create a solution to the ongoing inflation problem. Japan obviously has a significant export uh, sector. So those companies, those particular companies would be geared into, uh, let's say, a Western uh, uh, slowdown. So that's something obviously we should be mindful of. And again, that's why I'm really focused on the, if you like, the Japan aspect of the Japan story, the domestic reform uh, incentive changes uh, really helping us think that these are still uh, a good investment, uh, Japanese equities from here. We have been speaking with Ben Powell, Chief APEC Investment Strategies of BlackRock Investment Institute. Thank you so much, Ben, for your time and insights. Stay with Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg. 
or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.